at the root of everything, a reason that we might go, you know, into a relationship with a prospect and worry and doubt ourselves is because we are thinking, am I good enough, right? Are my skills good enough? Do I know enough tools and platforms? Did I learn how to code? Did I go to school for this? All these things. And we center that fear instead of centering the fact that our clients are hiring us for results. Welcome to Making Website Magic, where we empower women to step boldly into their web design businesses, follow their intuition, and claim the success they're worthy of. I'm Sam Munoz. And I'm Karen Page. We're the tech wizards behind Sam Munoz Consulting and the Making Website Magic School of Business. We're two women here to talk about what it actually takes to run a web design business that's aligned with your vision. Spoiler alert, it probably isn't what you think it is. Ready to hear about everything from refining your business vision, networking with intention, and creating a magical client experience? Let's do it. Hello, Karen. Hey, Sam. How's it going? It's going well over here in a somewhat sunny Michigan. I'm surprised. It's supposed to be 80 degrees this weekend, and I'm like, Hallelujah. So much springness. It, it snowed last week. So yeah, I'm not like a big weather person, but when it starts getting sunny, I get excited apparently. Yeah. I mean, this is very indicative of like wherever your geolocation is or wherever you live, the weather can have a direct influence on your mood. And so if, you know, we both live in like the Northern hemisphere, kind of northernmost parts of the hemisphere where Warm weather and sun, it's the exception, not the rule. So you got to get into it. Yeah. And you know what? Because of that, I'm feeling like kind of a burst of energy. Nothing crazy, but it's, I think, good energy to come into this kind of episode with because what we want to talk about is that your clients hire you for results. And we might shift some mindsets here. I think that that's kind of the goal is to talk about why we might feel otherwise, why we might feel that clients are hiring us for other reasons and kind of where this is coming from and have like an open conversation about that. And then kind of end the podcast by letting you know and reminding you what your clients are actually paying you for so that when we go into the next discovery call, we can center the fact that they're hiring us for results instead of other things that we might freak out about and will prevent us from making the sale. Yeah. I'm just raring to go. So let's dive right on into this. We're talking about this because it touches on a few different points, right? There's some mindset stuff in there. There's some stuff about sales. There's some stuff about our experience as web designers and developers, right? So this can resonate with you in a few different ways. At the root of everything, a reason that we might go you know, into a relationship with a prospect and worry and doubt ourselves is because we are thinking, am I good enough, right? Are my skills good enough? Do I know enough tools and platforms? Did I learn how to code? Did I go to school for this? All these things. And we center that fear instead of centering the fact that our clients are hiring us for results. So, I mean, we see this in the mentorship. I've seen this in myself. I've seen this in conversations I've had with other web designers and developers and other people in this space is freaking out about like the tools, for example. That's like one tangible thing that I can think of is, well, I don't do WordPress 
and people are hiring people for WordPress or I don't know how to code. I think that's probably the biggest one is like I built a website, but I didn't code it. So therefore, A, I need to charge less. B, nobody wants it. You know, C, other reason that I'm not going to get hired for this work because I don't know how to code. And that just makes me think of the simple like mindset shift of, okay, right now what I'm hearing is you're centering all of the things that you don't have or that you don't do. And let's center what's working, what you can do, what's going well. So if I hear, I built this website, but I didn't code, so it's not good enough. I'm like, you built a website, girl. Look at you. You made that happen. Wow. And you found a way to do it that didn't require code. Ooh, that's an interesting way to put it too. It's like you were innovative. That's something that I, uh, I might be jumping ahead, but that's okay. That's the beauty of the podcast is we can jump all over. But we'll do whatever we something want. that I've kind of learned in five years of selling websites and solutions and things is when I'm talking to clients and they're you know kind of explaining like what they're looking for and stuff, I'm always thinking in the back of my head, right? Because I use WordPress and I think to myself, what plugin could I use for that? What tool already exists that we can integrate into that? And I explain it to the clients like, I don't reinvent the wheel. I'm not going to write that from scratch. We're going to use tools that already exist, that are maintained, that are updated, that are, you know, they've got an entire team behind them because they aren't hiring me for writing everything from scratch. They're hiring me because they want a calendar on their website. And it's okay that I didn't write that from scratch. It's okay that we integrated it. You know what I mean? Yes. What I'm hearing there is they're not hiring me to be as complicated and complex as possible. They're hiring me because they need something that they can use that's simple. And in a way, therefore, I can be simple in creating it. Right. Like, why does it have to be complicated to be valuable? I wonder why we make that connection or why does it have to be from scratch, you know, to charge more? And I think that there is there is something there because there is kind of this underlying debate, if you will, between like real developers and like, web developers and like who is writing code and who's not writing code and the people that are like pulling each other down and saying you don't know enough and all that like those aren't the people you are wanting to collaborate with anyway those aren't the people that are you know it's kind of like that whole like whose opinion are you really going to listen to yeah well i'll tell you what those kinds of ideas of like if you didn't go to school for it it's not real if you're not proficient in these languages you're not real that's rooted in gatekeeping totally that's rooted in power hoarding, right? And that's rooted in like this idea that, you know, if it's not coming from traditional institutions, right, then it's totally invalidated. Which like, that's not the time we live in. The internet has blown that up. Obviously, well, before the internet, we weren't building websites anyway. But before that, right, like maybe college, for example, was the thing. But now you can learn so much information online for free or for paying for it or whatever. But like there are a million ways that you can learn how to build a website or learn how to brand something or learn how to design a website or whatever the case may be. And yeah, who is out here deciding that you are or are not a web designer or developer based on these like very, what's the word? Patriarchal. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was going to say arbitrary certifications. I saw this on Twitter and it's a thought that I have all the time. And I think I've mentioned it either on a podcast or Magic Minutes. There is not like a best web designer or a best web developer, right? There is no stratification. There's not a number one. This isn't like running. And because of that, we can all be good. And because we can all be good, we can all charge 
however much we want to charge because our clients are hiring us for that end result. Yeah. Again, like let's center what's working and let's center the abundance, right? Like there's a million different kinds of clients. Mm -hmm. Not every client is looking for the same thing, right? So in essence, there's just more than one way to do the thing. Totally. To provide the result, right? Going back to the thing of why does it have to be complicated? We really want to like sit with that because to me that's tied into money stories Mm -hmm. of like this idea that if you want to charge a certain amount for building a website, then you have to add everything in but the kitchen sink or you have to be like an expert who's done this for X amount of years and that's why you can charge what you charge. Or that it has to take a long time, you know, like if if it's fast, then it's therefore not as valuable, hard work. Yeah, and that's not always true, right? making a lot of money does not always mean you have to work really hard or make everything really complex. Really interesting, Karen. Like this is super topical because WordPress is changing dramatically. Like I'll just center that for a second. You know, they're really shifting from using a lot of code and plugins and all these things to make stuff happen and now using what's called like the block editor and Gutenberg and all of that stuff with WordPress 6.0. And because of that, there's a lot of debate around like, is this still development? And what does this look like to actually like visually build a website versus doing everything in code? And like, again, it's it's kind of like it can stir up those feelings of like, can I still charge that much because this is a little simpler to do? And the answer is yes. Because again, it, it's that idea of we've we've talked about this on several episodes, and I can't remember one in particular. I know we talked about it on the episode about your ideal client, because your ideal client, you are not your ideal client. Your ideal client is someone that would like to hire someone else to build a website. That person does not care that you're using Block Editor or whatever, that you're using Divi, you're using Squarespace, you're using Duda, does not matter. What they want is a website that works. And that's why we have to listen to their needs and their goals and, you know, try to find a solution to their problem instead of centering. It's kind of, oh, Karen, I've talked about this behind the scenes before, but it's kind of like when we center what we don't know and our skills and how like almost quote unquote, how not good enough we are. We're like totally taking away the attention from the client and what they actually need because we're like, we aren't good enough. And it's like a kind of a weird way to think about it, but you're limiting your opportunities and you're not centering the client. Interesting. Dang. You know what that makes me think of like, wow, fear. (laughs) is really powerful because it got you to like pull focus from all these amazing things and really just sit and center in this thing that's going to like keep you stuck anyway. I mean, yeah, seriously. And so maybe that, you know, is like a little bonus from this conversation before we move on is just like when you get really bogged down in your own fear of like, I'm not good enough or I don't know and da, 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 that is an invitation for you to be like, stop, freeze. What do I got going for me right now? What's working? And then proceed. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But speaking of like centering the client and listening to what they need, and then this kind of is tying into things like sales conversations, what they need, what they need to know. And this, again, like kind of overcomplicating this idea of 
providing them with all of these tools are almost like a flex, right? Like yes. kind of like, like that whole conversation of like benefits versus features and what's going to make the sale for you. And I got to tell you, it's probably not what you think it is. Right. And we see this a lot on social media. We see web designers and developers talking about like all the tech stacks that they're using to build websites. And that's great and all. But you know what? The client wants to know, how long is this project going to take? What are the requirements for me? What do I need to give you? How much is this going to cost? All of those things are buying decision questions. You know, the fact that you use this like image optimization tool and like do all these like complex tech things. You know, some people might be interested in that. Maybe your ideal client is a little bit interested in that. But if we're talking about hiring you and actually getting paid for your service, that is not what's driving the buying decision, right? Again, kind of thinking about that idea of like, okay, some people do have like specific requirements, right? So you get on a a discovery call and they're like, hey, I actually already have a WordPress site. I love WordPress. I'd like to stay here. You're like, got it. I'm a Squarespace person. So I'm going to refer you out to a friend, which by the way, listen to the episode on the beauty of collaborations as web designers, because that's awesome. And like staying in your lane is totally okay. It's okay to not know everything. It's okay to not offer everything. But if they come and they just say like, I just need a website. I would like to sell, you know, these products. Perfect. We can do that on WooCommerce. We can do that on Shopify. We can do that on Squarespace, right? What we really want to do in those conversations is listen to what they're actually asking for, listen to the results that they're looking for, and then provide a solution. We we do overcomplicate it. We We sit in that fear of like, but I don't know everything. And like, I make my designs in Canva, but who cares? What does the end product look like? What, how does the end product function? That's what they're paying for. It's kind of making me think of like, this is a very weird example, but like, let's say I went to go get my hair done for something. Like, I wouldn't care if they were using a straightener that was like 20 bucks or if they were using a straightener that was like $200. All I care is that my hair looks good when I walk away. I don't care if they went to cosmetology school. All I care is that my hair looks good when I walk away. Sam, you know I love these analogies from other industries. This literally happened to me once when I was getting my hair done. The hairdresser had a blow dryer and a brush that's kind of like a a cylinder that looked like a microphone, Mm -hmm. right? And he was styling my hair with it. And I was like, that's all I need to like do this at home? And he looked at me and was like... (laughs) You can try it, but it's not going to look as good as me because I've got the skills. He was right. I had a blow dryer and the same brush at home, and I could never achieve the same results because he was an expert. This is what he knew. And that is why I paid him because he could do it better than me. Such a good example, Karen, because it's like, you know, Squarespace is a super quote unquote simple platform. That's how they market themselves, right? But it takes an expert to take that platform and create it, create something specific for a client that has achievable results, right? Like it takes an expert eye to use a platform. Just because you give someone a brush and a blow dryer doesn't mean they can give you an amazing like blowout, right? Certainly not me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I love to really like sit into a scenario from a client's perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So thinking of this thing about the tools. Yes, there may be some like basic fundamental things like I already have a WordPress site, so I need somebody who can help me with that. If they're coming to you from scratch, they may not care what platform it's on. And maybe you get to fit them with a platform that best suits their needs based on who they are. But like, as we're thinking of you know, moving the sale forward through like proposals or what we're including and in, in what 
like the the list of things that they're going to get. I see this a lot on on people's websites on their services page, right? Where they're like, you know, I'm going to do this plugin for you and I'm going to do this. DNS settings. Like, first of all, I don't know what that is. Like, this is me wearing my client's voice, right? First of all, I don't know what DNS is, so I don't care. Is it going to help me make sales? Is it going to help me get clients? Okay, do, do whatever you need to do. If you're like, I have an events calendar. I need to be able to like show events. I don't care what plugin you use. Am I going to be able to use it when you're done? Or am I going to have to like call you every time I need to update it? That's what I care about. I don't care if it's this plugin versus this plugin. And that's why it's important to listen to people when you're on discovery calls. Because those scenarios, because you described kind of two scenarios where one person is like, I I need to be on WordPress. And the other person is more like, I don't, it doesn't matter. Listening to those specifics is actually so important because you can understand again, how to create the solution and truly understand like, what do they care about at the end of the day? Do they care that it's easy to update? Do they care that it will make them sales? Do they care that it has analytics in it? Or would they rather just outsource the whole thing to you ongoing, right? It's like listening to what they're they're actually saying instead of sitting in, I'm not good enough. I don't have enough skills. I need to go out and get more skills. I need to go expand my skills because obviously okay, I'm going to pause because where I'm moving to is that all of this, like being worried about your skills, being worried about not knowing enough tools and all of that stuff, it really does make you stuck because you won't go out and actually market yourself because you're worried that you don't know enough, right? And so what we end up doing is we create this really awful cycle of like, I don't know enough, so I need to pay for a course to learn more. I need to invest my time in this free course and learn more things. But then we just kind of sit in the skill building section and never go out and actually make sales, which means that we're never actually bringing money into our business, which is going to create some financial stress because we're like, my business isn't making money, but here I am sitting at my desk for eight hours a day and I'm not making any money. But that's because we're not doing the money generating activities. Lots to talk about there. Lots and lots to talk about there, right? So when you kind of get into that territory, again, really centering this idea that if I know more, I'm worth more, right? And so you might find yourself being like, okay, well, I want to work with people who need to display events on their websites. So I got to know all the best events plugins, like calendar plugins, and I need to know how they work and I need to tinker around and I'll just like, and maybe it's a premium. So I'm going to go buy this thing and da, 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 right? So it's exactly what you're saying about getting stuck in this space. Knowing all the tools doesn't make you an expert. I mean, we have that whole episode on stop offering everything as a web designer and developer because there is value in specificity too. And it's okay to not know everything and not knowing everything, not having every tool under your belt and every skill does not make you less hireable. In fact, I would argue that it potentially makes you more hireable by a specific subset of people because it's not like we can build a website for everyone anyway. And again, going back to the whole topic of this episode, which is that your clients hire you for results, that's what they're looking for. Again, listening to our clients on the discovery call is the key to this whole thing. This brings up one other thing that is worth discussing too. And that is the fact that it is okay for you to learn on a project. Oh, heck yeah. And maybe this is something that that folks aren't aware of because you're not in community, you're not having conversations with other web designers. Like it is totally normal to 
tell a client, you know what, I've never used this particular tool before or the results that you're looking for, I'm going to kind of be working through that as we go, but I got you, we'll figure it out, we'll get you those results. Right, right. Like you might want a membership site at the end of this. I've never built one before. I've never built one with that functionality before. But if you're looking for these kinds of results, these are the skills that I've had in the past that will inform my decisions that we'll make together. I mean, there have been tons of projects that I've booked that I didn't know how to do a large component of it. And obviously you share that transparently with your clients so that they can make an informed decision and decide if they you know, want to do that with you and, and learn together or whatever. But that is so powerful. A, you get paid, you get paid to learn. And B, you get the chance to expand your skill set. I mean, it's it's a win-win and the client gets the result, which is what they're hiring you for in the first place. And what it does for you in like boosting your your mindset and your confidence is again, not centering the thing that you don't know, but centering the thing that you do know and what you got working for you. You know how to build websites. You know how to search for plugins, resources, tools, you know how to configure stuff. So what ends up happening is like, okay, yeah, maybe I've never built a membership site before, but I built websites before. I've customized premium plugins before. I can figure this out. It might take me a little bit longer. That's okay. I'm willing to put in maybe the extra time to tinker around with this and learn with this while getting paid to do it because I know that the next project that comes around, I can confidently sell that because I've already done it and I got paid to do it. I'm learning. So it was totally worth that investment of time. Absolutely. So the last kind of thing that this is making me think of is the actual like proposal process. And we have an entire class in the mentorship all about the pre-client journey and proposals. And we walk through an entire framework on how to craft a proposal that actually gets you hired. And a summary of that is that you're talking about the client's results. You're really spending a lot of time in the zone of, here's what we're gonna do, here's the problem it solves, here's why I'm the best fit for this, here's the details of what we're solving. But what we're not doing is we're not detailing out every single plugin and and how we're gonna configure it and the DNS settings and all this extra like technical jargon to kind of like add extra stuff to the proposal. Again, what is it that they care about? They wanna launch the site. They want to have a new community. They want to launch a a new program. They want to open their restaurant and they need a website for it, right? That's what we're centering. That's what you're doing for them. That's what they're going to walk away with. This is truly like they care about the final deliverable, right? And that's what the proposal is all centered around because otherwise it's just, it's honestly a little bit self-centered to have it be all about your skills and about the process and all of this stuff when truly the proposal is about the client. It's not how you make them feel, but it's, you know what I mean? It's like what they're walking away with from you. Yes. Okay. So I love just this idea of like, it's okay to keep it high level. We use that that term a lot, especially when we're talking about proposals and describing what we do and how we provide the results, right? There is a little bit in there about over explaining as a means of like overcompensating for how we feel about ourselves. And so this is just a reminder that it's okay to keep it brief, keep it simple. And if they have a question, they can ask you. That's what I was going to say, Karen, is like, if they want to know more details, they will ask. That's why we have things like the follow-up and we allow them the space and time to ask questions because some people do legit want to know, like, how are we going to do this? 
Great question. This is how we're going to do it. But it's like, let them ask if they want to know the answer to that. It's the same thing on a discovery call. Like we don't have to overcompensate and like talk about all these things. We can really let the client ask the questions that they care about because everybody has different buying decisions, right? Everybody centers a different thing when they're making a choice about whether to hire you or not. Maybe some people do care about the tools. Awesome. Let them ask you about it and that's okay. I hope that as you have your next discovery call or as you're crafting your next proposal, you can take this podcast episode with you and let it kind of like maybe like guide you or, or re, like just inform how you proceed, right? Because you may be pleasantly surprised at what you discover when you listen to your clients, when you keep it brief, and when you don't worry about being the most experienced and knowledgeable web designer on the planet. Hey there, listener. If you enjoyed the conversation Sam and I had today, we invite you to join the Making Website Magic community and continue the conversation with us. We created this space for web designers and developers who want to dig deeper into their businesses with other like-minded people in a way that's encouraging, safe, and brave. Inside the Making Website Magic community, you'll get access to exclusive content like secret podcast episodes, invitations to live virtual events hosted by Sam and I, and opportunities to ask questions and network with potential project collaborators. And it's free. Are you interested? Head on over to makingwebsitemagic.com slash community to get started. See you there. Thank you so much for listening to the Making Website Magic podcast. If you found this episode helpful, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. This helps more women just like you find the show. Want to dig deeper into these conversations with us? Head over to the free Tech With Intention community at makingwebsitemagic.com slash community. Remember, you are more capable than you realize. Until next time, go make some website magic.